My name is Father Mike Delaney and I'm the parish priest of the Kingston Channel Catholic Parish in the Archdiocese of Hobart. This is my homily for the fourth Sunday of Lent. We're in the fifth week of the message series for Lent called Seriously God? Making Sense When Life Doesn't Make Sense. The series is looking at obstacles that can often keep us from taking God seriously or developing faith and trust in God. But one thing we recognise is that if we choose to lean into these problems or look beneath the surface of the issues instead of perhaps trying to avoid them, we may actually come to a greater appreciation of who God is and what he is doing in our lives and in our world. Paradoxically, a gap in our understanding about God can actually draw us closer to him. Three weeks ago, we looked at the how, at how to make sense of it when God says no, as we listened to the story of Jesus being tempted in the wilderness. Two weeks ago, we looked when God seems to let us down and not fulfill his promises to us. I was looking at the story of Abram before he became Abraham and how God delays the responding to our desires to build trust and obedience in us. Last week, we looked at why God seems to allow the wrong people to be in, in charge. Why does God allow corrupt people to gain power? We looked at what we could learn from the call of Moses. We learned that God sees his people who are suffering under corrupt leadership, and he wants to lead them to a better place. And to do that, God wants us to step up in our leadership. Today we want to look at the times when God seems uncooperative. All of us have irritations in life that come up again and again. You might have a problem at work, you can't seem to solve it. Or you have a personnel problem, you keep trying to find the best person for the job but can't ever find the right person. You might have a relationship problem that seems to be always getting in the way. You and your spouse would have a much better marriage but there's an issue that keeps returning over and over. You wish the problem would just go away because it would make your marriage so much better or at least much easier for you. Your issue may be a health issue. You're constantly dealing with health issues and if you weren't sick you could accomplish so much more or even just enjoy life more. And yet, no matter what you do, the issue doesn't seem to go away. It seems at times as if God opposes us or just simply likes to make life difficult. When those obstacles appear or when God doesn't seem to be doing what we want him to do, we can start grumbling and complaining. And this is the scene which takes place in the passage from Luke's Gospel today. Luke tells us, The tax collectors and the sinners were all seeking the company of Jesus to hear what he had to say. And the Pharisees and the scribes complained. This man, they said, welcomes sinners and eats with them. The religious leaders were annoyed because the tax collectors and sinners, people who had no relationship with God, are listening to Jesus. People who were nothing like Jesus liked him and grew close to him. And of course, the religious leaders didn't like it and they didn't understand it. 
In their mind, God was for religious people, church people, and tax collectors and sinners didn't fit in that club. But Jesus seems to be doing it just to annoy them, so they grumble and complain about his appeal. So Jesus then goes on to address three parables about something or someone who is lost. And today we heard the third of the parables, which is probably the most famous, the parable of the prodigal son. Just as the father welcomes home the rebellious son, God the Father will welcome home anyone who returns to him. Whole books have been written on this parable, so it's impossible to cover all the depth of its meanings here. Today we're going to look at it from the perspective of the older brother. For the older brother represents the religious leaders that Jesus addresses the parables to. So let's pick up the parable after the younger brother returns and when the father throws the party in celebration of his return. Luke tells us, Now the eldest son was out in the fields, and on his way back, as he drew near the house, he could hear music and dancing. Calling one of the servants, he asked what it was all about. This is where I can find myself sympathising with the older brother. He's out there, simply doing his job. The younger brother is drama central and the older brother is just out in the field doing his job. I can identify with that and maybe you can too. And the story means, means for us to identify with him. Jesus is telling this story to the Pharisees, the professional church people, and they would have associated with the older brother too. For they considered themselves morally and religiously superior to others. Read everyone, and set themselves up not only as the ultimate religious rule keepers, but also as the ultimate judges of how well everyone else was keeping the rules. The servant says to the, the older brother, Your brother has come, and your father has killed the calf we had fattened, because he has got him back safe and sound. In a way, you can envisage the servant feeling excited by the fact that there's going to be a huge party. Then as he meets the elder brother and shares the news, he immediately senses something was wrong, for the older brother's face changes, and this is what happens. He was angry then and refused to go in, and his father came out to plead with him. This, these verses reveal a great deal about the heart of the older brother. He's angry and he refuses to enter into his father's house. That was an absolute insult to the father, but it's made worse because it actually happens in front of the father's guests. He must leave his guests to plead with the older son to come into the party. Now here the son is actually embarrassing his father in a culture where honour and respect for your father were two of the highest values. But the humiliation and the embarrassment increases. He says to his father in reply, Look, as in, look you, or listen up, dad. This is not how sons are meant to speak to fathers then or now. This is what he said. Look, all these years I have slaved for you and never once disobeyed your orders. Yet you never offered me so much as a kid for me to celebrate with my friends. His words are insulting, but they're also deeply revealing. 
The older brother reveals why he worked for his father, not out of love and respect or even duty and honour. He worked for the father to earn what he then considered his due. As far as he was concerned, this father-son relationship was a mere transactional relationship. While the younger brother rebelled to get money, the older brother actually obeyed to get the money. Neither cared about the relationship with their father. And while both attitudes are equally wrong, they're not equally dangerous. And the danger is a warning for us in our relationship with God. If you walk away from God and the church, it's clear you're walking away from God and the church. It's regrettable and could lead to even more regrettable things, but it's clear what it is. It's far more dangerous to stay in the church, ostensibly in a relationship with God, but not really, carefully obeying all the rules and checking all the boxes. Like the older brother, you begin to think that God owes you for your religious rule-keeping. You fulfil your obligation, and because you do, you find yourself increasingly too entitled to whatever it is you're after. Grace and favour, blessing, health, healing, ultimately heaven. Just listen to the older son's sense of entitlement. All these years I've slaved for you. The older brother has been keeping accounts with his father for a long time and clearly he finds the father actually owing him heavily in his debt. With the older brother it's not his wrongdoing but his righteousness that is keeping him out of his father's house. Having turned on his father, next he turns on his brother. But for this son of yours, when he comes back after swallowing up your property, he and his women, you kill the calf we'd been fattening. Notice he says, this son of yours. Here, the older brother is distancing himself from his family members. More than that, he's driving a wedge between his brother and his father. The older brother is trying to make his younger brother look as reprehensible as possible. Doubtless by this time, the guests inside have drifted outside, forming an audience to watch the angry exchange. Because, well, hey, who doesn't enjoy watching the dysfunction of somebody else's family on display? The older brother is creating disruption and division, firstly between the brothers themselves, between the brothers and their father, and then between the father and his guests. Some of you might be thinking, well, I hear what you're saying, but I still feel the older brother has a point. Or, it just doesn't seem fair the father should throw this lavish party for his irresponsible son. It's just not fair. And you know what? You're absolutely right. It's not fair. And guess what? Don't ever ask for fair. You don't want fair. For the gospel never pretends to be fair. It's more than fair. You and I are loved by God far more than we know, far more than we deserve, far more than we can ever earn. Whether we're currently acting like the younger brother or like the older brother, the father extends grace and mercy to both sons. Look at how the parable ends. The father said, My son, 
You are with me always, and all I have is yours. But it's only right we should celebrate and rejoice, because your brother here was dead and has come to life. He was lost and is found. The father tells the elder son that all he had was available to him at any time. All he had to do was ask. But right now, it was time to celebrate the return of the younger brother. It was the older brother's responsibility to stop grumbling and complaining and share in the joy the father experienced at the return of his son. When they weren't getting their way or things were not going as they thought they should go, the religious leaders of Jesus' time complained and grumbled. They felt like Jesus was in their way. But what they needed was to be redirected for they were missing out on the larger picture of what God was doing. They missed out on the larger story of grace. They missed out on the invitation to a celebration and the abundance that comes from living in relationship with God. They missed out on the fact that God was leading people back to him. In everyday life, when we meet problems or obstacles, we frequently stop paying attention to what God is actually doing and the larger invitation to a life of grace. I don't know why God is allowing some of the obstacles in your life, but I do know grumbling and complaining never leads us in God's direction. I do know the older brother mentality gets in the way of a fruitful relationship with God. I do know that it is never helpful to get into a mindset where we think God owes us. It's God's great pleasure to give us, to give you, his kingdom. All that he has is yours. Grumbling and complaining keeps us from recognising the good gifts God has for us.